You're now tuned into Mikey Check Check, mic check, waifu, waifu. Telling I know, is that you? Uh, King Rank One Polo, what's up? This is episode 140 of Mic Check, waifu, waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure y'all go to lucomplex.com using now offer code waifu to save on your entire cart. <sighs> it's also brought to you by our Patreon producers. Fuck, I had to list pulled up when I switched pages because I'm an idiot. Shout out to our Patreon producers, AB, Aaron Brown, Dre to go, G, Johnny from Anime Lytical Podcast, Ken the Pro, explicitly Monique Williams and the great Nachi. Thank you so much, all of you, for producing this and many, many, many other episodes of the podcast. We appreciate y'all so very much. It's a very special week this week. Going back to our roots, we're reviewing the Demon Slayer Entertainment District arc a little bit later in the show. It's going to be before we go to break. And uh, do spoiler talk for a few shows One of the shows we're going to do spoiler talk is Ranking of Kings um, uh, Shit I forgot that fast AOT I guess um, And Platinum Man. And Platinum Man. So those are going to be after The song break uh, I don't know How was your week this week Tell? It's pretty good bro Um I don't have I don't have nothing to complain about. It was, it was another busy week. Mm-hmm. Week's been been mad busy for me. Facts. Uh, but but we good. We good. Everything good over I, there. Yes, sir. You know you, you know it's it's kind of wild too because uh you know it's just been busy. Yeah. Uh, I talk, my uh you know got I I just want people to want people to know COVID still a thing. True. It, it's still a thing. True. Just had a friend pass from NC. Oh no. From COVID, so just so y'all know, people still getting it, still getting sick. For sure, put your mask on or something. Or I mean, even if you don't wear a mask, get that vaccination or something. You can't be against everything, bro. You gotta, you gotta be for something. Yeah, just Uh, just think about if the nineteen or whatever, what what was it, nineteen eighteens and the nineteen teens, back when uh, tuberculosis. Imagine if they were all doofuses and they decided, you know what, I'm not gonna get this vaccine. Imagine what the world would be like if tuberculosis was still a fucking thing. Like, get the goddamn shot. And also, uh, for the black people who don't support vaccines, I'm just going to let y'all know now. Uh, I found out through Black History Month that the vaccine or vaccination was brought over to the United States by a slave. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah, you ain't got a reason to not support vaccines now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do that. But um, on a on a better note, um, nineteen days till eighty six. Nineteen days until eighty six is back. Then our life is complete. Will be complete, or maybe oh, not. God. Maybe we'll be miserable. Who knows? <laughs> maybe we'll be sorry. <laughs> you know, till my week was pretty good too. Um, not as busy as yours, uh, but. I've had a great week, very great week. I'm chilling. What you, what you do this week, bro? You just playing, playing Lost uh, Ark, of course. Playing Lost Ark, getting some stuff done. You know, moving and grooving. Um, 
And uh, I must say, this week, not heat week. I mean, not it was, it was some good episodes this week, though, and some stuff. Not not heat week, but... Sure, sure. It was some good episodes and some stuff. Um, what was your episode of the week this week? Uh, Case study of Anitas. Interesting. I keep... Okay, I'm still waiting for that to catch up. It, it, this was one of my favorite episodes of Case study of Anitas, period. Like, it was just... It, and I have some context to talk about with this, but yeah, best episode of Case Study of Anita so far. Um, best episode for me probably would have to be yeah, it's my genius Prince. Even though uh, my dress up darling was really good, my dress up Prince was uh, I mean not my dress up Prince, my genius Prince was a. Uh, I don't even know if it's called my genius Prince. It's a genius, genius Prince, Prince guy. Yeah, that that shit it was phenomenal. It was a great episode. Fantastic episode this week. That show just keeps getting better. Um, I kind of wanted to discuss a few things. I know we're gonna talk about this in spoiler talk, but I'm getting fed the fuck up with ranking the kings. I know. Listen, before y'all turn the podcast off, relax, okay? Relax, okay? I just got a little annoyed because ranking the kings doing some some shit that's uh, I don't know. I think they're just trying to over convolute it to over convolute shit, and it's it's just not working for me. I still okay. like the show, but the the, <laughs> the fucking the weak ass fucking the weak ass King Bossy fucking backstory. I was like, yo, this shit is trash. It's just <laughs> it, they're really trying to just make something out of nothing when they didn't need to. It, it was unnecessary. It could have. You took that as King Bo's backstory because I didn't think I didn't think that was really King Bo's backstory. It was. It was. was it was him telling it from his perspective on why he feel. About, about yeah, yeah. It was it was just over convoluted and stupid. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you on that because I feel like that's not enough for me to no. feel like I care about that specific character. No fucking way is that they, enough. They could have given us better context. Like what what I saw when he initially went inside and her, what his son was realizing inside, like right. of the darkness. That I wanted that built on. Because right. that made me feel more for her Yes Than anything else So yeah I, yeah. I feel you on that It was stupid I, I, And I'm just sitting there rolling my eyes It was just it was just a weak week for, for Ranking the Kings for me personally uh, Same with AOT I was falling asleep during this episode so many fucking times I tried my best to stay awake I, I just I was fucking bored um, And I know y'all Hey shout out to y'all who kept the podcast on and listen past the point that I talked about LT last week, because that episode was weird and <laughs> very different episode. And then apparently it was enjoyed. Yeah, apparently so. It was very much so enjoyed, which is crazy to even think about. Because I, I literally didn't, I didn't try to hardly do any pulp promotion for the clip, for, for the thumbnail on the YouTube video. It's just a white background and black words that say this episode is weird. <laughs> That's it. That's perfect. <laughs> That's lit. That was that was enough, I guess. <clears throat> but yeah, it was it was a I don't know, man. This week was kind of kind of weak. Speaking of this week, again, before we get to the Demon Slayer review, I think this is a great time for us to kind of discuss the midpoint of the season. The midpoint of the season has passed. Um, what shows this winter season have held up for you, and what shows has kind of like fell through the wayside as, as not being as good as we initially thought when we first started watching uh so let's see what what, what did i start with um tribe nine watched quite a few episodes of that 
I knew it was gonna be mediocre to begin with. <laughs> I knew it wasn't gonna be good. So, so that was an expectation. Yeah, Sab- uh, Sabu Sabukui Bisco better than I expected. That's a fact. Um, and even this this most recent episode, like I went into this episode with some very obvious mental complaints. I told you about how I hate traveling, mm-hmm. traveling sections in anime, but this one it, it gave us some really really good stuff in this latest episode of Sabukui Bisco. Um, so I enjoyed that. And I still think it's good. Genius Princess Guy, I think, I don't think it's like the best, but I do think that for that niche that it's jumping into, it's like, it's it's, it's really good in that niche because it's something you're going to enjoy every single week. Right. Uh, Landon Lido, this most recent episode, I was like, yo, it's just, it's kind of like chill and wholesome no i don't think it's good i don't think it's like amazing like i think it's okay as fuck but it's like the kind of okay that's like i'm okay with watching this mm. in comparison to like platinum end yeah where i'm just like i watch it and i, I feel a little i feel more shit on every week yeah um, it's oh, a speaking chore of platinum, speaking of platinum end, yeah that's a chore um if it was a a, a, a squeaky door i wouldn't put wd-40 on it i just Take the whole fucking thing down and get a new one. It's a terrible show. Uh, um, yeah, for me, I, the Genius Prince is way better than it's probably top three this season for me, like easily. Yeah, it's way better than you even give it credit for it, to be honest. Um, but Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward really good. Uh, we didn't mention that my dress up darling, obviously being the number one this season for sure. Love of Kill is fantastic. This most recent episode kind of stressed me out, and I'm upset about what happened at the end of it. <laughs> Um, but I mean, shit that didn't work out. Uh, not really much, <laughs> to be honest. Orient, I guess. Yeah, I picked up the latest two episodes, or not latest two, but a couple episodes of that this week, and yeah. it was it's they they just weren't better. Yeah, yeah. Orient is it, it was an interesting show at first, um, but I don't know if it's worth the uh, <laughs> the price of admission, I guess, for like a better word. <laughs> Um, Which we paying anyway for everything else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Worlds and Harem I'm still enjoying that quite a bit uh, It's Starting to teeter into the point of uh, Just smut But Like still has that like Intrigue there It's only 11 episodes They're on episode 7 I believe right now So yeah like It's kind of it's kind of gravitating towards smut Because they're losing the, the story Is that a problem for Polo? No, 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 no. I'm confused. You said it's, it's leaning more towards like just smut. Yes. But I, I feel like they've been dropping very contextual clues. Yes. Every three episodes. Nah, they dropped them in this like this episode, the previous episode, the episode before that. Every episode, these last three episodes for yeah, sure. I, I disagree. Each, this okay. most recent, this most recent episode definitely didn't drop anything. It just continued on with the with the with the school guy and his situation, which I mean. It's interesting to see how she's making moves to control his, you know, his ability to fornicate. <laughs> but I mean, like, I would rather us get to the main, the main squeeze. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I'm only, and I'm only saying this in the context of us only having eleven episodes. I feel like that's being rushed, and it's it's going to have to be rushed, I should say, and that's going to end up being disappointing, in my personal opinion. Now, because they just putting putting the chest on display and not the correct, <laughs> which I'm okay with. Again, I'm okay with it. I will, I will 
clamor to it all day long. I will take up for it all day long. It's a good show. Um, shout out to the shite that shall not be named that keep us uh raw, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's some good stuff. Now I do want to mention something else. Now we talked about the winter shows, but there is something that came out recently that not a lot of people know about or even is willing to discuss. Now this is kind of personal for me because I'm a huge fan of it. Been a huge fan of it for a very very long time. This is okay. Give me some time to uh to populate my thoughts here. This is about a show that's exclusive to Amazon Prime. Now it's a it's in a cartoon. Okay, this cartoon is is I didn't watch it yet. I know this cartoon just came out with twelve episodes. And it's based off of something that's very interesting. None of you are D&D nerds like Telius. I'm not even a D&D nerd. But what I do enjoy is I enjoy watching this particular series that comes on on Twitch every Thursday night at 9 p.m. It's a show called Critical Role. It's based off of uh, extremely um, very well-known voice actors. And I guarantee you, if you played any video game, you've heard it of, of at least one of these voice actors. If you watch any dub, you heard at least three of these voice actors like it's is they're so prominent in the voice acting community but they're really cro- close friends so that's why they always happen to work together so if, when you hear one voice you always hear another so for example the the dnd game is ran by somebody named matthew mercer matthew mercer is the dm of the game of their dnd game he's voiced <laughs> he played oh duh what, what the fuck am i thinking he's levi in attack on titan uh-huh. <laughs> that's where I that's where I wanted to go. He's Levi and Attack on Titan in the dub version, uh, but he 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 runs the whole thing. He created this whole entire universe called Exandria, uh, and Exandria is the world that they play in the D and D game. Now D and D is a game where you sit around a, a table and it's virtually a board game where you go on adventures while the DM tells the story of these adventurers, which is his cohorts, which is his like basically his teammates. Basically, long story short. They had this this campaign that they had in D&D that lasted about, what, four years? <laughs> so it's about 400 hours. Campaign. Yeah, it was about four 400 hours of content on, on Twitch of them playing this D&D campaign. The D&D campaign became so popular, they decided to start a Kickstarter. Kickstarter is how you fund different programs. Obviously, everybody's not familiar with that. They started a Kickstarter to create this cartoon of their adventures in that D&D game. That Kickstarter raised over, I think, what, $12 million, which was insane. Amazon was like, oh, come over this way. They decided to make a 12-episode series of this campaign. Now, again, this is uh, this this campaign is featuring Sam Regal. He was the main character in K. So if you ever watched the dub version in K, he was the, the main character of that. It features Ashley Johnson. If you ever played Last of Us, she's Ellie in The Last of Us. Laura Bailey. If you ever played uh, Gears of War, she was the uh, main female protagonist in Gears, I think, Gears 5. Um, Travis Willingham, which is Laura Bailey's husband, he's played Thor in the uh, DC animated series. He's also played fucking, I mean, he's played so many different fucking people in, in, in the DC animated series. It's crazy. Uh, Talison Jaffe, he's played the main character in Elix, the video game, Elix 2. Uh, fucking, oh, Liam O'Brien, he's played, he played Gara in the dub version of Naruto. Um, and who else? Am I missing somebody? Sam Regal. I think, is that everybody? I think that's everybody. But they all play this D&D game, and they decided to create this cartoon. This cartoon is fucking fantastic. Now, the problem I have with this cartoon, if you're not familiar with their D&D campaign, there's a lot of shit that's going to go right over your head, and it won't land as far as jokes, um, context with like the world. 
if you don't know what this world is, you're going to be kind of confused because, again, this is 400 hours of content that they're just yeah. trying to put into 12, 12 episodes that are 24 minutes long a piece. So it's kind of, it feels rushed. Like there's like romantic connections that don't feel right. But there's I must. There's no way they could, they could put 400 hours into no 24 way. minutes. No way. And like it's, I still think it's absolutely worth the watch because it's so fucking funny. I guarantee you, if you watch it, everybody will laugh out loud, like legitimately laugh out loud. The action is incredible. It's definitely a dark, uh, an adult cartoon, like nudity, violence, like heads getting cut off, all kinds of shit. So it's very, very adult rated, but it's a beautiful show. I mean, the, the people who I think it's Titmouse, Titmouse, I think didn't they do? I think they did the DC series. So if you ever watch the DC cartoon, you know how good their cartoons look. It's, it's it virtually looks exactly like that. So check so, out. So hear me out. Yes, sir. We trying to do back to back reviews. Back to back reviews. Interesting. I'll watch, watch all of that. And um, have it done by tomorrow. Because <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it, bro. I've been meaning to watch it, and I, it's just my fault. Yeah, and I ain't got I ain't got nothing to do tomorrow. Okay, we could do it. We could do it. We could do next week. We'll review Critical Role. We could do that in the second half of the show of uh, of next week of one forty one. So that's a that's a deal. But I think it's definitely worth the watch. Everybody, check it out. Come back and when you come back to that review episode, and uh, let us know what you think of. Uh, it's called The Legends of Vox Machina. So Legends of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Very interesting. So super silly. Great voice acting, obviously. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people will like it. Again, you're gonna be a little lost in some of the parts, and it does feel a little rushed. But you gotta understand, like this is four hundred hours of content that they're trying to put into these little TV shows. It's definitely gonna be a season two. So there's that. It was already confirmed, uh, yeah. I think. For sure. I mean, they probably had that confirmed beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't they? True. Didn't they hit their Kickstarter goal in like the first day? True. Yep. I think it was like I think it was like nine million in the first day, and I was one of them. I backed the show, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, um, totally worth it. Yeah. Now, I do plan on watching that, so I I, I want to give myself a little a little uh, cushion there and saying that like I intended to. I just kept forgetting. I'm gonna watch it <laughs> now that it's on the list for next week. I gotta watch it. You gotta so watch it's gonna, it. It's gonna be done. True. True. Um, I did want to say, because uh, I, I mentioned this to Polo last week, and I, I'm pretty sure he didn't watch it, but I just got to give a little bit of love and respect to a show that we didn't talk much about last season, which kind of came over and finished into this season was I Taxi. Okay. Uh, that shit is good as fuck, bro. <laughs> Cam hit me up and told I, me I should watch it too. Yeah, I, I said last week about how good it is, and I, I kind of just said that because I wanted to talk about it eventually. Um some of the best like i'm not gonna say some of the best characters protagonist was great how the story ended and and like the transition into talking about some of the things it did was great mm-hmm. uh i taxi 100 worth a watch the, the soundtrack was amazing um yeah like it, it, it was just great and then it's like it's i guess you would place it under it's not technically like a slice of life but it's like a slice of life mm-hmm. drama series yeah um, I keep forgetting. I keep but it's, it, it, honestly, it honestly is just, it, it was a great series. And, and the ending capped it off. And it's like, if that ending wasn't so good, like, because that ending put it at like, I guess like an emotional, like nine, nine mm. and a half, possible 10. Mm. Um, 
it just had it had all the right things for an ending. Okay. So. Okay. See, now I'm hearing a lot of shit about it. Usually, when I hear a lot of shit, I try to clear my mind before I go into watching something like that because I don't want to be influenced by uh, talk. Because not that I'm, inf- I'm to be honest, I'm never influenced by anything anybody says. That's just let me get that out the way. But the thing is, is when I hear a bunch of shit about a show, and I'm watching it, I'm expecting a little bit more, especially from people I trust. Obviously, you and a lot of other people. So, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um, it could possibly be next week. Yeah, I might, I might, I might do it next week. Yeah, I, I ended up binging it super quick and. That's the reason I, I like I, I sprinkled a little bit and talking here, here and there just to say like yeah I watched it. How many episodes? I watched it. It's thirteen. Okay, okay, so it's not even that much of a commitment. All right, I, I'll and watch it and we'll we'll talk about it next week. Just make sure y'all remind me on Twitter. Yeah, listen to the intro once and then don't listen to the intro again. But it's yeah, so good. A, I always it's, do that. It's, it's a banger of an intro because you go you gonna like the intro though one hundred percent if you ain't already heard it. It's it's literally like a lo-fi track. <laughs> <laughs> dope, dope. I'm gonna check it out next week. Just remind me on Twitter, y'all, um, to watch it. I'm definitely gonna try it out. All right. So without further ado, let's do further. So let's get into this review of the Entertainment District for Demon Slayer. Uh, again, shout out to y'all for writing in on Twitter for us some questions that we could spring in during this review. Um, this review is uh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be special. Um, now, if you're not familiar with Mike Check Waifu Waifu, we are kind of like known for our reviews. Our reviews are kind of special because we have a <laughs> patent pending review scale, <laughs> I should say. So the review scale goes a little bit like this. There are five categories in which we rate the anime that we're discussing. So in this case, Demon Slayer Entertainment District Art. The five categories consist of animation, which is art style, visuals, uh, visual direction, scenery, and overall viewing experience, sound design, soundtrack, composition, sound effects, and how it t- tied in with the visuals, the pacing, episodes, episode strength and continuity, and how well the story developed and unfolded as the series went on, and last but not least, the plot. So those are the five categories that we rate. The way we rate them is we rate them in the 20-point scale system. So if you're unfamiliar with the 20-point scale, that goes 1, 1.5, 2, 2.5, and so on, etc. We rate all five categories in that 20-point scale. Then we take the averages of each host. So my average and Tell's average. We break it down to an individual score for the show. And then we take our individual scores for the show, average that together. And that is my check waifu waifu official scale uh, review. So, for example, I'm mean, just to give you a little taste of of some some stuff that we rated um, that still gets to me to this day. B stars is rated at 8.85, and that's all tells fault. So, <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's talk general of uh, what we thought of the Entertainment District Demon Slayer. Overall thoughts, though. Uh. uh... It was fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so um, this is probably going to my 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 like some some foreshadowing of my review more or less. It it took a second to get there, but when it got there, it was all the way there. <laughs> uh, it was just it was there was so much to like about this specific arc, this specific season. It was more digestible. Um, it was it was a smaller bite of what, than what we got last time, right? Like, but 
higher quality all the way through mm-hmm. like from beginning to end like we got what 24 episodes the first season of demon slayer and then we got what 11 episodes of this yes yeah so i mean if you're unfamiliar like obviously the mugen train which is the movie uh was basically broken into this season it was about seven episodes seven or eight episodes long um, we're not going to obviously talk about that because we we do have a uh, Mugen Train official review. So go check out that episode. I'll put that uh, episode down in the show notes. But check and out that it's episode. Also split. So they do count it as a split. The right. movie is technically different, but it's it's it, it all play in in uh, I guess chronological order from Correct. the movie to this season. Correct. So if you watch it on TV, exactly. So I mean, for this, the entertainment district was a uh, again. I echo everything Tell said because the beginning was a tad bit slow. It was almost unbearable at some point. I was the disappointment I had in the first four episodes was high. Um, <laughs> so like I, I was feeling a little disappointed with how things were going, but it, it did it definitely picked up and, and hit. Now, <sighs> what did you think about the? And this is you know before the review started, so just still general thoughts. What did you think about? what this entire arc was in general if that makes if you get there, what I'm saying like I said there was a lot I liked about this arc right um I thought the location was interesting um I, I do wish that I guess we saw more of the other like yes. the main villain mm-hmm. right like that's something I wanted more of but his 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 moment in the spotlight was very epic for like that that brief moment he was there yeah but i wanted more of it um and the only thing i didn't like overall outside of the like you said the initial like four episodes was probably like just the direct ending yeah like the the last three minutes was like okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that that happened but uh Everything else, like once you get past that that first four episodes and into the the meat and potatoes of this shit, and then that last three minutes, like that mm. that segment of greatness was great. Like yeah. from 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 <laughs> from moment to moment, intro to right. outro. Now, as as far as me goes, I think, and this is gonna be on the contrary to what Tell said. I think we got a lot of meat, but no potatoes. I think. This art was great. It was beautiful. It was wonderful to watch, but not enough potatoes, a whole lot of meat. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, yes, we got the uh, the overarching issue, right? The main issue being uh, was a guy to roll in and was her name Doc, Docky or something shit like that. His sister. Yeah. yeah, we got the brother and the sister. We got the fight and that was it. That was it. We waited. Mm-hmm. We waited a very long time for that. Was it dope? Fuck yeah, it was dope. It was super dope. Like the the way when the pacing started getting properly paced, it was well done for the, I guess what uh, six or so episodes we got of that entire thing. But as a lot of meat, no potatoes. I wanted to see what happened when we sent you know the the blood to you know who or you know like I'm trying to speak in generalities but if you're listening at this point you're, you're probably okay with spoilers but I, w- I wanted to see what happened when he sent the blood off to the uh the scientist lady or whatever I forget her name it was so long it's been so long I wanted to see why yeah why the guy who was in the Mugen train that fought uh 
uh, Rengoku was in the end of this episode. There was no context at all. It was like, again, a bunch of meat with the fights and the animation and the beautiful, 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 just fucking overall foldable art, period. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough potatoes. Like, I don't, I, I didn't get enough story progression. It was just the single arc, which is perfectly fine because that's exactly what this arc was called. It was just called the Entertainment District Arc, which is cool. It was entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just in that, that district. But I just, I feel like we deserved a little bit more after how long we waited as far as like the story, actual story progression goes because I am not no longer a meathead shonen that just only needs the fighting. I, I am not. I also need some development with my story. And we didn't get a lot of that. Character development, yes. Story development. Mm, but did we really get character development? You didn't know. No, no, we didn't. Really? Only Maybe, a little bit for Tanjiro. Yeah, exactly, and, for Tanjiro. Nezuko, but that's really it. Very necessary for Tanjiro, though. He needed it because, again, before before the movie, he was our least, <laughs> least interesting character in Demon Slayer. Now with the movie and now this arc I think he's the most interesting out of the the three uh, main protagonists you know wait 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 you really thought that you thought Tandro was the least interesting fucking loot yes and yes. Nosuke and Zenitsu 100% 100% after after watching Zenitsu's story with you know how he came about I was even more interested in that at the time than I was Tandro's Tandro just had his family killed and he can smell real good. That well, we was know, we know nothing about Inosuke really, other than the fact that he took his his swords from somebody and just grew up but on the mountain. I think I think that's more mysterious than anything. Intentionally, we had more time with Tanjiro, and it was and dry. It was, okay, you know, lackluster. So that was that was just that. But I I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, let's get the review started. But before we do that, let's talk. Some of these questions, eh, no, let's let's get into the review. We're going to start off with animation, as we always do. So the animation, of course, covers art style, visual, uh, visuals, direction, scenery, and overall viewing experience of the show. Oh, you want me to go first, 10? I'm done. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's fucking affordable. What did, what did you expect? Okay, from a mic check, waifu, waifu review. The animation is going to be a fucking 10. It's a 10. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it at all. What do you want me to say? They incorporated dynamic camera angles. Dynamic camera angles, three CGI with 3D, with 2D, with oh fucking I I wouldn't even hold you just that intro after that uh, that or that outro after that main fight Mm -hmm. was kind of like finally finished that whole outro and I sat there and watched that but that was a 10 (laughs) that would have got a 10 just for that I I held my breath the entire time bro it was insane (laughs) it it was just that incredible Um, the particle effects it was it was as good as like video game particle effects in there I was like oh my god it was better (laughs) it was better than that so like it was nothing more we can say about how beautiful the animation was that's like, come on, man. If you ever had a question on what we thought the animation was going to be, there you go. All right. <laughs> so, without well, let's go. Let's move on to sound design. The soundtrack, composition, sound effects, and how they tied in with the visuals overall. <laughs> you go first, Joe. <laughs> I don't know if Polo going to agree with me on this one. Uh, I'm assuming he won't because he's a little bit different than I am. But I give the sound design a 10. It was... It was on point as fuck for me. Like, just it, the sound really drew me in the entirety of what was happening in this, in so many different areas. So I go back to that ending scene again. 
Oh my fucking god, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do agree with you. Not unfortunately. <laughs> what? So what it is? It seems like, and this is just fucking. I don't know nomenclature. I get whatever. I just feel like the sound design people they sit directly next to the animators <laughs> and they decide like, okay, this is how this is gonna look. What do you think we should do here for every fucking frame of this show? Every single frame of the show has the sound design. Like, you know what? I'm gonna cut the music there. You know what I'm gonna do after that? I'm gonna put the fucking force of the swords clashing and unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable sound effect. They they took fucking samurais, they put them in the sound studio, and they say go ahead and fight each other. And that's what the fuck they did for the show. It's beautiful. The the fucking subbed for the voice acting, incredible. I I swear to God, when I tell you that, uh, Gatoro, his sub his sub voice actor, was the most incredible sub voice acting I think I've heard in a very very fucking long time. I also I gotta disagree with Polo about the samurai thing. They definitely didn't get samurai in there because ain't no way real life sound that good. <laughs> ain't no way real life sound that you might be right. You might be right. It was unbelievable. It was actually unbelievable. Um the next category we're gonna go to is pacing. Episode to episode, strength and continuity and how we feel the story developed and unfold as it went on. Now, this is my start. Yeah. The pacing was the problem. Not just in the sense of the first four episodes being a problem, because those were a, actually a problem. But, but hear me out. When a show started, when the Entertainment District started, when they got active, the moment, moment I think it was like episode six or f- episode six, they got active. The moment they did, it was perfectly paced. So it's weighted higher than what I was going to give it because. How well did the story develop? Where really the story was just it was just it was so confined to that first few episodes. To that to that yeah, to the first few episodes. I'm talking overall story. I'm not just talking the <clears throat> entertainment district itself. We got no we literally got no progression towards the overarching story, which is musing uh and his whole thing. We just got one fight with the Hashira and our three boys and that was pretty much it so with the pacing being as great as it was at the second half of the of the series of the, of the arc I mean but there was no well developed story I'm gonna have to bring this down to a 7 I put it at average so uh funny enough this is the first review I've gone into with no pre-written down Interesting thoughts, thoughts on what I'm giving, uh, but I was literally thinking, kind of what Polo was saying. Um, I I think the pacing I could consider it better than average because I would put an average at like a five, like that's quite literally just gonna be that's a, an F. average. I mean, yeah, it's an F, but we're not doing F ranking. We doing like, is it average as fuck? And that's at right in the middle at 50 percent or we giving it a good score and i think it was a little bit better than average so i gave it a a seven um as well because that that first four episodes was arguably the only like he said story driven moment where we got some pacing for that but the pacing entirely shifted when we got into the action part where it felt like it was just better paced Mm -hmm. but 
even if you look at that, right? Let's say I was an entirely story-driven mind where I only wanted story. That action was entirely too long for someone who wanted mm. more story. So, like, yeah, I, I I think it was better than average, but yeah, I'm giving it a seven. Okay, sweet. Um, next up, we have plot, and I and I forgot to mention characters. Characters is also inside of our review. I don't know why the where the fuck it went inside this. Oh, it's at the bottom of the list. It's at the bottom of the list. Characters is something that we also reviewed too. Um, so. I apologize for missing that essentially. I said five categories, only gave y'all four. But next up is the plot. The plot is the overall story and how well it was written, how well the story resonated with us as the viewer. Till? So, so a lot of times the plot ends up coinciding with the pacing. Um, but for obvious reasons, just like how the sound design and the animation often go together very well. Um, so here's my issue with the plot. Like mm-hmm. what Polo said. Uh, we're missing the potatoes. Uh, so I ended up also giving the plot a seven um, for the for the fact that it just that there was not much story driven home for me. But the moments that were very story oriented, like let's say Guitar on his sister, those moments just felt impactful. But there was there was not much else outside of that um, in that initial beginning and in, in understanding the entertainment district. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some stuff sprinkled in, like you know, the the Hinokami Kagura and some backstory in between. But it wasn't enough to say this was amazing. But it was still enough to keep you like, okay, this is a little taste. And then, you know, they kept giving us a little taste, but not a big helping of what the story was. This was wow. See, and this is why I love the fact that we do this individually, like scored, right? Because the way I'm viewing the plot. I'm viewing the plot as exactly what the arc is. The arc is the entertainment district arc. Yes, we didn't get any potatoes with the overarching story of Demon Slayer, but the arc story itself, the arc story of, uh, was it, what's the name? Tegan. I'm terrible with with the name. Tenjin and his wives. He was on, he was on his way with it to a mission to get his wives. And, his wives were captured by what he believed to be Hashira and he was going to go save them because they were sent to invest to to basically be spies for him yada 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 that story when they got to the entertainment district the way they the way they moved was again I think well enough that the story is better than what the pacing was for the story the story itself was good but the pacing of it, not so much because of, again, the overarching story of Demon Slayer to me personally. So for me, plot, I love I love uh, Gatsuro's fucking and, and his sister's little story beat. I absolutely love the way they that they did incorporate the son Hashira uh, backstory and how they were like, yo, I've seen I've seen I heard about this before in Musen's memories. Like, I love the way they tried to incorporate that wasn't enough, but. I love the way they try to incorporate that into it, but the entertainment district itself with Tegan and how they explain his backstory with his wives and, and how they came came about. And I just, I think it was better than seven. So I, I'm gonna give it an eight for the story, overall plot. Now I'm gonna go ahead and go read a question from Twitter. Oh, you ain't wanna touch characters? Uh, not not yet. I'm gonna, we're gonna, oh, okay, okay, I'm gonna just, this is kind of a pertinent to what we're talking about right now. 
So this question comes from uh, one of our Patreon producers, Dre the Goat G. He says, uh, how how do y'all feel? How do you feel about the way Tanjiro treats demons as as they are dying? Is it too much? It's too much sympathy in his opinion. So Dre the Goat G thinks that w- the amount of sympathy that Tanjiro gives to the demons is too much. Um, and this I, I think this incorporates like the story really well with how he um, kind of help those two not say something they both will regret. Um, mm-hmm. For this particular situation, no, I don't think it was too much sympathy. I think it was very, very, very well done and very, very, very believable for Tanjiro because of his situation with Nezuko. You got to remember, Dre, that Nezuko is a fucking demon now. So, <laughs> yes, these demons killed so many people. Yes, they're inherently very fucking evil. But with the way Tanjiro thinks, the fact that his sister is a demon and these two are brother and sisters, that obviously was going to give more more sympathy than normal in this particular situation. I thought that was, and I thought it was well written. Yeah, I thought that was. Uh, I think that moment was, if it was something that Tanjiro wouldn't normally do, that moment was still not feel out of place with his scenario. Right. But we already know that's something Tandro does. Like that's how he feels, and he's demonstrated that several times in the first season. And now we're here, so he definitely has some kind of emotional connection. Yeah. Now, if he if he showed these same emotions for a dude who was throwing hands at uh at uh, Rengoku, then maybe I I'd that'd be, be different. That'd be a completely <laughs> different story. But yeah, I, I I do feel like that's. I don't think it was too much in this scenario. It was definitely. It was a well placed instance. Yeah, and especially it, considering in this season we got a moment where Nezuko was wilding out. She was on the verge of looking like a, a whole demon. Yeah, a real demon. A real demon. So I was I was going to also tie this in to Simi Simi Sensei's question. Shout out to Simi. He says, uh, "What did you think about the parallels drawn between Tajiro and Nezuko and Gatoro and Daki?" Exactly what we just said. Like I thought it was beautifully well done. Beautifully well done. Um. Tanjiro said himself he was one step from being that same scenario. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And with I mean with that I think that made this that development of of Tanjiro a whole lot better. Like for me personally cuz again this he's staying true to who he is when it comes to like these demons and and whatever except for the guy who killed Rengoku obvious for obvious reasons. That's when he fucking popped off. And I don't think he's ever going to give sympathy to that demon because of that situation of him literally almost losing and then end up doing what he did to kill Rengoku and then fucking running away and talking all that shit. Like, I'm still in disagreement with Polo that I don't think he was even close to losing. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I I actually agree with that. He, he, he right. was the upper three, and mm-hmm. we were just looking at the upper six. So right. I don't think I don't, I don't think he was really that close to losing at all. You're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, <laughs> if uh, anything, the only thing that was going to beat him was the sunlight. That's why he ran. <laughs> <laughs> booked it. Well, I was sorry about that running. So I was like, oh my god! I remember being in the theater. I was like, this ain't, but this ain't a review for that. My yeah, bad. Yeah. So uh, next up is characters. The characters is the relatability, overall development, and the growth of the characters and how memorable they were. Which is, I mean, it perfect tie-in from those questions. Again, this was a a better season for Tanjiro, less so for Zenetsu, less so for Inosuke. Um, 
I think I think what we got from Tanjiro was cool. I do think what we got from the Hashira was probably the this the third best with him and his whole wife situation. But I do think the number one thing for this one was and it's and it just goes from the very to the very end, like the last two episodes was the was it two episodes they got? I think it was only just the one episode they got was between Gatoro and Daki. I think again that part for me was incredible because and and I'm gonna say this like like wholeheartedly because of the situation that they were in, you believe the hate that they have for these people, like for humans, for you believe his hate. Like I absolutely believe his hate after all the bullshit he went through. After how his mother tried to kill him, after what happened to his sister, after how the entire village treated him in his entertainment district because of his looks. I mean, it, it, this is beyond bullying. This is fucking just, this is hell, you know, hell on earth for him. So I think it was unbelievable. They were the number one thing in this in the story. Tanjiro was second, Tegan was third, and then and those kids and that's and that's specifically didn't get shit done it was he it was no growth he would just sleep the entire time i don't want to hear it tell there's nothing you can say to me that's gonna change that and that's sucks um so for me <laughs> so for me the characters the characters for me was a uh was a seven montel williams what Oh my god! The demons carried it for me. It would have been less. Oh my god! Um, you know what? Let me take that back. Seven point five because I forgot the Nezuko part. She even, oh had, she even had some growth. Holy shit, bro! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I agree with most of what Polo said, except for the uh, the Nosuke part. Um, I thought Inosuke did great. Now, necessarily did he did he necessarily grow, mm. but but did he did he show his overall value and commitment to the team in this episode in this okay. season? Yeah, true. He did. He showed a lot of value, and I think much more so than Zenitsu. Um, even though Zenitsu is what sealed the deal in the end, uh, Inosuke it, it, he showed overall more grit than he had ever done before mm-hmm. and he was just mad clutch yeah true um, and more ability to work I, with the team i think zenitsu was clutch too but he wasn't like he didn't do anything he, he didn't talk he was sleep so i mean i get it uh zenitsu wasn't wasn't shit in this season and I, I i agree with that uh weakest of the entirety outside of the characters that we can't remember who were just part of the village right um the guitaro thing and his sister 100 percent best I think they were the the best display of characters in the final part. Um, I don't think they were the best characters. And I would say Tengen and his wives were the best characters in this mm. um, in general. I just like that whole dynamic. And I love how they give us that Hashira that, that really plays on the strength. Like, when, like we talked about this before. The same thing they did with Goku. When Tengen shows up, you feel different about the scenario. Like yes. you feel empowered. Um, and even when he was getting body bagged uh, and getting put up in the pack and everything like that, yeah. you never felt hopeless until it looked like Tengen was done. Mm. And then he came back again and gave us hope again. And they, he sealed the deal and, you know, with the whole team. Uh, 
I gave the characters an eight and a half. Interesting, um, eight point five. Because they they were, I thought I think they were, I thought they were better than the first season for sure. Um, and, and and it was a smaller digestible system for us, but I think they were still because of the scenario were much more impactful. Guitar and Daki though, that whole ending sequence with them. That shit, oh my god, it was so fucking good. It was so that good. Was, that was real fucking good. And it just happened ah. to be the last episode that we got it all. <laughs> all right, so before we tally up the scores, I have the scores already tallied because I created a document that does it all for us. <laughs> but unlike back in the day where Taylor used to have to do it himself. Um, before we get into that, I think Ked the Pro's question fits in perfectly right here at this particular moment. He says, do you think Lord Tegan should have uh, died or was his survival a breath of relief for you? And uh, were you generally, uh, genuinely shocked when uh, Gatoro was introduced? I'm going to start with the second one first. Yes. I was shocked as hell when he came out of her body. When her head was cut off and it just rolled and nothing happened. And the series didn't fucking end right there. Like, I was, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why she's not dead? What, what the hell is going on? When he came out, I was like, what the fuck? It, it blew me for, for a loop. It took me for a loop. Absolutely was a, was a genuinely shocked. Do you think Lord Tegan should have died uh, or was his survival a breath of relief? I think I thought he was going to die. His survival was a breath of release. <laughs> Does, do I think he should have? No, absolutely not. I didn't want him to. I didn't think he should have because I think that would have been just like, um, I don't know. It, it would have turned into fucking, and this is hyperbole, obviously, but it would have turned into I can make God kill. Like, now you just killing motherfuckers just because you want to kill motherfuckers. But should he have died? Yes. Did I want him to die? No. When he survived, was I happy? Yes. That's the way I'm going to put it. So I'm, I must do this like Polo did. Uh, when Giatoro popped up, that shit was crazy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I was thinking, like, there got to be something more. Like, she can't just die that easy. But I think him showing up, because her being just the upper six by herself and seeing like she was strong yeah but for him to, for for Tengen to just pull up and that was the end of the upper six made it feel like Rengoku was just weak mm-hmm. and we realized that what Rengoku fought was several echelons stronger Literally. than what than what this character is and we saw how much work Tengen had to put in and Tengen wouldn't have won this fight by himself. There was no, no way. He no was way. not going to win this fight by himself. But we saw that Rengoku was completely outclassed. Rengoku wasn't going to win this fight by himself with a teammate. <laughs> uh, it didn't matter. They couldn't help him how, how outclassed he was. And even, I think, with more time, they weren't going to be able to help him. True. Uh, so when Guitaro popped up and we got this whole scenario, this whole bang, yeah, that, that was hard. Uh, it surprised me. Now, should Tengen have died? I think Tengen should have died. Um, and I say that, and I, I disagree with the I can make I kill scenario. And the reason I disagree with the I can make I kill scenario is the same reason I just said about Guitaro popping up. Uh, because we saw a whole different like level to the class, like the classism of these characters, and how the the classification of these characters. Mm-hmm. The these these I I expect, and they gave us they gave us this context when we met the Hashira that. The, the upper six continuously, continually kill Hashira. That Rengoku's dad even got out without dying was was viewed as a blessing. Also the water so, Hashira. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 
the idea that that the upper six are being killed even in teams is kind of like new and we can see that in Musin, Musin's uh, frustration like they're not used to them dying they have been killing Hashira for generations and and multiples and multiples and multiples and the head of the, the Demon Slayer clan even says it like how many of these children he's gonna let die before mm-hmm. this generation gets to see it done right um so yeah. I think Tengen should have died. Did I want him to die? Absolutely fucking not. That's exactly right. Yep. When he when he survived, I was like, oh my god, thank you. I was because I told Polo. I, I think I said it on the podcast already. Y'all already heard me when she when Nezuko was healing um Inosuke and yep. uh from the poison and stuff like that. I was like, oh okay, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> same <thing. laughs> I was, and that's and that's what it that's what it gave me. It it left me with this pit in the bottom of my stomach after she saved Tanjiro, and then after right until she right after Tanjiro, she went to Anosuke. I'm like, come on, man, hurry the fuck up, hurry, just make it, because he was talking to his wives at that time. Really dope moment. Like he should have died. Absolutely, he should have died. Was it a relief? Fuck yes, he survived. I wasn't disappointed that he survived. Unlike um, the situation with like. AOT like I you know it just I was ecstatic I absolutely love that he did you know and yes I and again I was I was speaking in hyperbole I was being uh, I was being super dramatic with the I can make I kill thing but I hate when shows do stuff for shock value and it doesn't it, when you didn't have to you know what I'm saying like when you don't have to create the shock value or it's unnecessary or it's trying to be quote unquote different is it's, it feels it feels forced. So, so, funny funny thing, right? I figured you'd have felt like it felt more forced or like an ass pull no. that Nezuko could heal with poison or no, heal it, with poison or fire. They again because of what they explained at the, the context. Be, the context, yep. The context uh-huh. that they gave at the beginning of the season was enough for me to understand. Like, oh, the fire doesn't hurt humans because of her hypnosis and her. You know, what I'm saying yeah, her her we, basically. Being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypnotized, I guess, with lack of a better word, to not hurt humans. But, yeah. and we got that context in season one, season episode one, like up. 20, 22, or 2021, or whatever right. that fight was. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was appreciated. I mean, and, and to wrap it all up, like, um, let's see if we had any more questions. <laughs> She's just a uh, killer cam, aka Cam with the Yam says, How did y'all really feel about uh, AOT? Not AOT, sorry, about Demon Slayer. I want some more of that. Uh, and she said, I also want some more of that. That was weird episode segments. I don't care. I enjoyed it. <laughs> right. um, the show was great. Um, cam didn't really like the beginning of it, she said. She said that the beginning of it was real terrible um, and she was ready to turn it off. I don't know how she feel, thinks about it overall, but um, I mean, how we really felt, we just we just pretty much touched on it. Like, it was an absolute joy. And to uh, put a cap on that, like, before we wrap up, how did you, what did you think about the uh, upper three showing up at the very, very end? Uh, well, not, okay, let me rephrase that. What did you think about the upper six actually showing up? Which was, I think, what number was he? Was he still The one six? that Rengoku fought was upper three, but he's upper six, but he was... Of the upper three, I think he was the three of the upper. No, upper no, upper I'm not. Three. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about. No, I'm tripping. I'm misremembering. Sorry, I am talking about him. <laughs> the upper three. I was yeah. thinking of the flashback with God Terrell when he, when they got turned into the upper six. But I digress. Yeah. 
What did you think about the upper three showing up at the end? I think I think Musin about to be mad, and I think they about to have a fight amongst themselves, bro. I don't, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but demons are demons, right? Sure. They don't really care about other demons, so maybe they maybe Musin about to be like, y'all gonna have to thin yourselves out, and I need somebody to go ahead and kill some more Hashira. Y'all playing too many games. Yeah. Y'all getting killed by newbies out here. That's not what we out here to do. We out here to kill people, and y'all not doing it right. Yeah, uh, and for me, I I didn't really care for it. I think I think the context was lack. It was it wasn't enough for me to even care. Enough. It wasn't impactful enough at all. So, I mean, yeah, we didn't talk about it last week because I don't I don't think it was relevant to be honest. Not yet. Yes, they're they're just dropping little story hints for more progression, which is cool. But I was more interested in the um the headmaster or whatever in his situation. I'm looking at yes. him and seeing the way his his figure his disfigurement is, and I'm like, wait a minute. So can Nezuko heal him? That was my thought process. I didn't give a fuck about the upper three popping up again. Like that was it was whatever. It was it was a it was a teaser, quote unquote, for whatever Musing about to do to these motherfuckers for losing. But it was it was what what happened with the headmaster that had me thinking more so than anything else. All right, and with that, let me just wrap up these scores. So, for Demon Slayer, just to give y'all a quick reminder, Entertainment District Art, we rated all five categories. Let's start off with animation. I gave it a ten. Tell gave it a ten. For sound design, I gave it a ten. Tell gave it a ten. For pacing, I gave it a seven. Tell gave it a seven. For plot, I gave it an eight. Tell gave it a seven. For characters, I gave it a seven point five. Tell gave it an eight point five. Guess what? That makes our overall score an eight point five for each of us. Guess what? That makes the overall score for Demon Slayer eight point five. So, <laughs> to put a cap on Demon Slayer Entertainment District arc, it is at an eight point five. Yeah. I mean, if we could go off animation alone, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been a ten, which is why we don't do it that way. That's exactly why we don't we don't watch shit just for the animation. But you know, uh, here we are. So let's 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 review our reviews real quick. Just so I know, B stars is goaded. This is. <laughs> uh, don't try to end the podcast now. <laughs> I'm gonna just put ED arc and 8.5. Okay. This is interesting because I feel like that's low, right? Maybe an 85 is right where it belongs. And I mean, nobody but to blame but themselves because of that pacing at the beginning. Because if that was just slightly better, then this would have been a higher score. But to start from the bottom of our list, okay, we've rated 25 anime so far, okay? Starting not at, all anime. <laughs> yeah, not all anime. Some, a couple of them are cartoons. Probably just one of them is a cartoon, actually. Um, but here it starts off at 25, 91 days at a 6.4. At number 24, Banana Fish at a 7.3. At 23, Dr. Stone at a 7.8. 22, Tokyo Revengers at 7.85. 21, My Hero Season 4 specifically, 7.9. Number 20, Gangsta at 7.95. Number 19, Shivery of a Fell Knight at 7.95. Number 18, Bungo Stray Dogs at 8.4. Number 17, The Cartoon Invincible, 8.45. Number 16, Link Click, which is the, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Golf claps for sure. 8.45 for Link Click. 
Number 15, Darwin's Game, 8.5. Number 14, Made in Abyss, 8.5. Number 13, no, <laughs> Number 13, Entertainment District Arc, 8.5. Number 12, Steins Gate, 8.65. Number 11, Erased, 8.75. Number 10, B Stars, 8.85. Number 9, Demon Slayer Season 1, 8.8. Uh, I don't know now. <laughs> Arcane at number eight at nine point two. Uh, Vinland Saga at a nine point two five. Grimgar of Fantasy and Nash at a nine point three. <sighs> Promise Neverland at five at a nine point three. <laughs> season one, season one of we Promise Neverland. Bring that down. <laughs> yeah, we need to review Promise Neverland season two just to bring that down. Uh, number four, Fire Force nine point three five. Number three, My Team Romantic Comedy Series, 9.45. Yes. Number two, Clannad at 9.8. Astro Lost in Space at 10. And where the fuck is the Demon Slayer movie? We didn't, uh, put, we didn't put that in here, did we? I think that might have been Demon Slayer 8.8. .8 might have been the movie because I don't think we ever rated the first season Demon Slayer, did we? Yes, we did. We did? Yeah. Shit. Did the movie, I think, got an 8.6. I can, I can validate that real quick. Hold on. Because what I could do is I can go over to our YouTube, which you should subscribe. Just go on to YouTube.com and search and might check White for White Food. White for White Food. And subscribe for us. That'd be great. We would appreciate that because we need to get them subs up, start taking our YouTube a little bit more serious. Um, let me go down and find out what that review was because uh, that's kind of important. Would you, would you say? Yeah, we need that review on there. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's see y'all. Let's see here. Let me just vamp a little bit. Vamp, vamp. Holy shit. We got a lot of episodes of this podcast. Okay. I don't know what we get. Almost no matter. Shit. We gotta do research. We gotta do research on that one. We gotta add that one to the list. I believe it was an 8.6 or 8.9 probably. But I digress. That's in there somewhere. But I appreciate y'all for rocking with us for that um, review of Demon Slayer Entertainment District. Uh, I can't wait till Demon Slayer is overall done because what we're going to do is we're going to take all the reviews of everything that we've done in Demon Slayer and we're going to average those scores to find out what the overall total series of Demon Slayer is going to be rated at the end of uh, its life cycle. Just like we did with my Tim Romantic Comedy uh, series. Looking forward to that. Okay, let's get to know Mike Check Waifu Waifu. This is part of the podcast where you get to know the host a little bit better, where one of us rolls a random number generator, the other reads the question associated with that number, and it's my turn to roll the random number generator until turn to read the question. So, without further ado, again, let's do further. How many questions? 46. 46. Not to confuse with 40 more would be 86. <laughs> Three. Isn't that your That's favorite number? Single digits, though. Ain't three your favorite number? Yeah, three is my favorite number. Yeah, I remember. Who is your favorite anime couple? Easy. 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 Who? Give me one second. Who's your favorite anime couple? <laughs> I got a favorite manga couple. <laughs> hey, talk to me. <laughs> oh, tell. Oh, my tell. Whatever is that favorite manga couple you speak of right now? Well, as y'all may already know, <laughs> there's this wonderful manga series out there called Twin Star Exorcist, and there's a beautiful couple out there called Binio. 
and mm. Rokuro and Mado. Hey, I love them though, bro. They, I love their couple. They're great dynamic. <laughs> they yeah. grown now. They ready to have kids. That's crazy. Crazy, bro. They almost our age. And for me, it's Tomoya and Nagisa. Tomoya and Nagisa from Clanat. That's obviously my favorite couple. Easily. Polo just likes tears. They're they're such a great couple, man. They're such a great he, couple. He likes making people sad and shit. <laughs> Clanat is goaded. All right. When we come back, we're going to spoil Platinum in AOT. And it was something else, but we probably don't need to anymore. All right. We'll be right back after these.
and welcome back to episode 140 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Make sure you all rate us on Spotify and iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, shit, I forgot to talk about where this, pod- this podcast goes live every Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we are here to spoil two shows for you today. We already talked about Ranking the Kings. That was going to be one of them, but we decided to take it out because we said what we said about it. Let's discuss spoilers for the worst anime in the last two seasons, Platinum in. What did you think about this episode, Tell? Uh, oddly enough, this episode contextually is stuff I would love to talk about with people. Mm-hmm. Like this whole dynamic and talking about does God exist and how do you think God exists? I like talking about that, talking about that kind of stuff with certain people, people who are interested in talking about it and like they just like having good conversations and stuff right. like that. I think we I had that, that conversation, conversation before. Right. I love that conversation. Um, but this show makes everything I love turn bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like, I I don't know what it is about it. Like, and and I don't even think I hate it that specifically. Like, I don't think I hated that conversation in this episode. I just think that because I was so drained from all the other BS that's happening throughout the episode that I just felt more like drawn down mm-hmm. like it just it just wasn't it i'm like oh this is all context and con- conversation i've had before why does this matter uh, they didn't even make it really all that interesting but it was it was i mean it was i would say it was more philosophically interesting but it was still boring because it's platinum end and they don't know how to do that interesting well yeah i think this is probably the most interesting this show's been in a long time and that, that doesn't mean a lot like that doesn't actually mean anything to be honest it just means that it was actually interesting for once. Um, I, yeah, none of it, 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 it. Everything that's happening right now don't make it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like everything that they're doing, like our main group is doing. Why? Um, let's have the people choose who they want to be God. They didn't even have come up with the idea of share our secrets with the world until the scientists said do it. But they showed up into fucking Shibuya or whatever they are with masks off and then all of a sudden they're like we just want to see what the other guy wants and we're gonna we're gonna choose not, not the people but let's go ahead and, and reveal our identities to everybody like it's just none of it makes fucking any sense whatsoever I also have a huge issue with the fact that how that ended where the boy got shot and the issue I have with that specifically is that he should have been on guard, right? Like that was a scenario where he saw people pointing guns at them. He saw, he literally said, they're pointing guns over there. They're pointing guns over here. They've been aiming at us the whole time. You would think, and I understand, but like they literally said, with your wings on, your reaction time is greater. Yes. And he was really talking about, you know how fast you can fly around the earth in in terms of light speed? Mm-hmm. I've tested it seven seconds, seven times. And I'm just like, it was fucking. So I, I have I have light speed reaction, but I get shot by a bullet that travels nine hundred, maybe twelve hundred meters per second. Bro. I should be able to I should be able to move 
come back, catch that bullet, bring it back to bro and say, hey, hold this real quick. And the only people who saw it was the God candidates. You remember when you remember when we had this a very long time ago, a very long time ago. And by a long time ago, I mean, literally maybe five minutes ago, we had the conversation about context and how much that matters. Right. How we talked about how they gave us the context of Nezuko's power and how it doesn't hurt humans way earlier in the season. So then she could utilize it in the end of the season for it to make sense. They right. gave us the context of that light speed thing way back when they were fighting Metro Boomin and and the fucking guy was shooting the bullets at what's his face and at a the, the ugly dude and he was able to dodge them because they were so slow to him because they were they were you have wings. They gave mm-hmm. us that rule in this anime and immediately broke that rule six episodes later. Like it just it's so fucking stupid. This. He like it's dumb. Like the moment he fired the bullet, anything that that humans have again, like you said, is is slow motion to them. So like none of the fucking rules make sense anymore. It's a dumbass show. This fucking show is stupid. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it was again, this is a, this isn't hyperbole. That was this is an Akame got killed type of situation, and it don't make any sense whatsoever. It's fucking stupid. It's dumb. I hate it. Yeah, that literally felt like they needed something to end the episode with. Yes, so they, they they killed somebody, and we talked about this, didn't we? We talked about how they decide to just try to ramp it up, or what is it? Try to give you a shock at the end, like uh, a cliffhanger. That's what it was. It was a cliff cliffhanger conversation at the beginning of Platinum Man when we were starting to realize how shitty it was. It <laughs> and it just it gets it get worse and worse and worse, man. Like. How are you you staring a gun in the face and not aware? Like, and that's 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 what I'm saying. Like, you staring a dude with a gun in the face, and he's closer to you, so you would be prepared to mentally think that as soon as he pulls his trigger, as soon as I hear that bang, I'm gone. Right? Why would he not have done that? It's it's weird. It's, it don't make it's any stupid, sense. bro. It's real dumb. Real dumb. Even if you get I get caught off. Guard. I get that he's a kid, but he was a kid who was smart enough to out trick Metro Boomin. And, and formulate this whole plan and do all of this. And they he wasn't. It's not like he was stupid. They established the fucking rules, bro. That shit should have been in slow motion the moment it was fired. Like it, they they said that this is how this works, and it doesn't work that way now. Maybe next episode he actually teleported, but he make them believe he got shot. I don't fucking know. Kagembushin no jutsu shadow clone Yo, jutsu shit. True. Um, it's dumb But other than that The scientist was Kind of cool And by Kind of cool I mean just his His philosophy And the reason why he His his experiment thought process Was like It made sense For this Most world. interesting conversation So far <laughs> Absolutely So like With that being said Is the God candidate or Like why would a God candidate Thing exist If Like So okay This is what I'm trying to say why would God need to find another candidate? You know what I'm saying? I think I, I think that they said that this God is essentially bored or tired or whatever, right? Um, and we do realize at this point that God is just a human who's taken on God form and is allowed to make new rules and shit. No, he was losing power is what the excuses they gave us. Well, that's what the uh, is that what it was? He was losing power. Yeah, I thought at the very at the very but, beginning of the show, you could see him all crippley and old, and he, and he was like fucking hanging there, and he's like, Ugh, "I'm gonna send you guys to give me a find another god candidate." And well, and, and I also think slow. that's 
that's what the dude was saying was that mm-hmm. like he needs God needs people to worship him or else you know saying like that 0.1% of the world believes in God and I don't know if that's actually true mm-hmm. um, I, I would say that's, that's probably false as fuck like, as like it's probably probably way more people who probably more God, like 95% believe in <laughs> 0.5 I mean yeah, 5% in some kind of God right yeah, like, yeah. and I'm not exactly they, if we're talking about that specific God, yeah, probably less people. But you know, um, if we if we're gonna be real, why would a God candidate? You know, why why would this whole God selection thing be real? Exactly. Um, the the concept of humanity having a few select people who can choose God, I think is really cool. But I also what what bothers me is like, why would it be suicidal people? Or even why would they need to period? Because according to the rules of the show, when you become God, you could do anything you want. Yeah, I guess he could he could just sustain his life yes. for eternity. Without needing prayer. Like it's dumb. It's so stupid. Because according to them, he doesn't get enough prayer because only zero point one percent of the people believe that he he's even real. So I I don't know. It's all dumb. It's it's the dumbest show to ever exist. Um, yeah, I said it. They they making they making up stuff to make it seem better and then true China China they 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 you know he probably write himself into a corner so you got to make a bullet. That's work. exactly what it feels like. Whoa shit! He wrote himself into a corner. That's exactly what it is. It's the entire thing is that it felt like it was they were like hurry up and get something out and he's like fuck <laughs> and he just he just taking pen and paper and going and going. Uh, it was it's awful. It's bad. It's real bad. Anyway, shall we move on to something better? And by better, I mean not better at all. It's Attack on Titan. Uh, the Yo. coolest thing about this episode was when um, Annie and uh, what's her name? Hatch mm-hmm. were on the horse. And you see them like running away on a horse. And then you just see the fucking Titans, the wall Titans walking in the background. I was like, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> like, I would die. Yeah. yeah. I would shit myself if, I, if, I'm, if that's all you see. Like. Like the Empire State Building walking in the background, but mm-hmm. it's a hundred of them things. Yeah, this this part in the manga went by so fucking fast. It went by so quick that the fact that they spent an entire episode on pretty much this part and then into the slight little Armin and Mikasa and and Connie thing, I was fucking. I was in this bitch like. And if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see what I'm doing. But if you're not. My eyes are drooping. I was like falling and fucking asleep. I'm like, I, and this isn't even just me being again a douchebag to AOT because I don't care about the characters or anything like that. This is literally me trying to watch anime because this is what I do. Like, I, I literally give even shit I don't like my undivided attention. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a full shot. 100% of me is gonna be watching this and I'm trying my hardest to fucking stay awake. I was, stay awake. I was so fucking bored, bro. So bored I couldn't handle it As soon as this episode was over I went and took a nap Like it was just that rough And I'm like man It's fucking It's you can call 5 it o'clock NyQuil. <laughs> I can't do that It's the review So But uh, no, I mean, I'm not talking about this I was talking about the episode of AOC Oh yeah absolutely I, It was fucking I was tired After it Unbelievably tired Yeah I mean What else I mean I let's say Let's say Let's be real it's not much talk about Gabby revealed her real name to her best friend now. Uh, <laughs> her best friend now. <laughs> and you know, and, and hear me out. I know people like Gabby. Um, 
I don't. I don't. I still don't mess with Gabby. I still don't mess with Gabby. I have, even um, after reading it, I don't mess with Gabby. Um, and I I get the conversation that you know she was raised in another place where obviously she thinks these people are bad, so she's only doing what she thinks she should be doing, and now she has some character development, et cetera, et cetera. I don't mess with Gabby. Um, I understand Annie more than I understand Gabby. One hundred percent. Um. She's like I do that I, shit again. <clears throat> I'm like hell right. yeah. I mean I I rock with you. I'm, she's trying to get home. I don't give a fuck about what the rules are. I just need to do this so I can go back home to my dad. Right. That shit was cool. And, and that, I guess that's that's the realest thing because like it, fa- family ties get me more than anything. Because I guess my perspective of Gabby, regardless of what she is, is going to be the fact that she's just doing what she's told. And same. I hate uh, I'm just following orders ass motherfucker. Yeah. Same. Oh my god if, if you tell me Like to go do something Like tell me Hey I need you to go Kill this assassin I get Pull up to that assassin And he like Oh I mean Like I can show you But my entire life Has been this way Because I've been Tortured Abused Shot And, and stabbed By these people here I might Still have to do What I gotta do I guess Possibly But I'm gonna make that decision On my own terms And not just because My whole life You've been telling me bullshit Right. So I don't I hate I just that's just I guess my perspective and I don't y'all that rock with Gabby I'm y'all suspect to me. Nah yeah, I don't, I'm not I'm not fucking with her. Yes, ma'am. You got me fucked up. <laughs> like no, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool on that. Uh fuck. Dude, it's so hard to even talk about this show cuz I'm so disinterested. Um the Connie and, and and I love I actually did like seeing the Falco and Connie thing though because I, I like I said I know what that's going to be so it was it was cool to Seeing that playing out and how Alfaco was just clueless and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm, I'm so happy. He's so nice and that was cool. That was, it was cool in the manga for me to see that, but again, it's whatever." Yeah. Night Quill. Um, better news. Did you watch the All Star Game? I did. Oh, I didn't. It was it was cool. I I wish I was in Cleveland, man. Cause really? yeah, and this would be the only time that I would ever do something like this in my life with all the people that's down there. But just imagine what it is down there right now. Like yeah, fucking it's crazy. And all the years superstar. of us not being in Cleveland, that would have been the the, one, the ring, and then the All Star Game. That'd have been the only time I wanted to be in Cleveland. That's a fact. Like unbelievable. Well, the ring thing. Well, I was there, and I wasn't there there, but I, it was fucking ridiculous. It was a ghost town everywhere else in the city. Like I was at work that day. I'll never forget it. I was at work that day and fucking like five customers came in throughout the entire day. It was insane. And they came in for poster boards to go downtown. <laughs> like it to make signs and shit for that for that uh for that parade. But I wish I was down there right now because that's fucking it's fucking shaking, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely shaking. You know how much money, bro? <laughs> how much money they had to get. And I'm talking about like I, it's one dude I, uh, I've been. I used to battle who's on the scream team, and he got long hair. And he was talking about he about to uh, be bartending down there uh, mm. where they at at the clubs and stuff, or he bartending at the uh, at the basketball arena. And he was like, "Y'all should be begging to fucking braid my hair right now." <laughs> He's like, "Y'all should be begging to braid my hair so y'all can get this advertisement or whatever for your braids." And I was, yeah. and I, was I was also like. I don't know, bro. I always pay people to braid my hair unless it was my mom <laughs> or or I was in school. But look, this is an anime podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's a wrap. 
So we just finished talking about Attack on Titan or Attack on Polo's nervous system because he was ready to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> we also no, talked about coming. Platinum needs to end because it's almost over. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, sheesh. Bro. Thank God's candidate. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Thank God's candidate. Um, we also had a great break with one of the Polos. You know. Famously curated tracks. True. Let us know what you think about that. We had that Demon Slayer review with an 8.5 from Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Do you think we underrated it? Do you think we overrated it? Let us know. It ain't overrated, by the way. Um, the Legend of Vox Machina. Check it out. We're reviewing it next week. I'm binging it and I'm going to love it because I already like that anyway. <laughs> um, we also asked, what stands out this season for you? This is the mid-season review, just kind of giving you a couple of questions. Like, let us know what stands out for you, what you're really sticking with. Um, we know a lot of y'all rocking with Ranking the Kings, but what else are y'all watching? Um, also, just so y'all know, Polo is fed up with Ranking the Kings. He's tired of that that weird stuff they're doing where making redeemable characters irredeemable or making stuff not interesting. Like, why King Bo's story yeah. was going like that? It, it was not good. Very weird. Um, episodes of the week. Genius Guide to Raising the Nation Out of Debt for Polo and then Case Study of Venetus uh, for me. Uh, Polo, I hope you pick up Case Study of Venetus sometime oh, will, soon because sure. it's, real, it's real good this season. And then um, that's been episode 140. I might check Waifu Waifu. I am going to pick up a, ta- a taxi too. I was about to say Attack on Taxi, whatever the fuck. I am at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm at King Taliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Wife Wife on TikTok and as always Mike Mike Check I ain't gonna talk so you can cut me off You're now tuned into Mike Check Wife Wife Wife